Hey, welcome back to our next episode of Tough Questions About God. I'm Pastor Mark, a pastor out in Arizona, and I'm sharing some of the most popular questions that I've gotten in my decade of ministry uh, from folks in, you know, members of my church, people I meet in the community, people who don't believe. And we've talked about, uh, does God exist? And we've looked at evidence that God has given us, uh, evidence just in the world and science or philosophy, um, how, you know, it's so obvious that yes, there is a God. And then the next question was, are all religions the same? And no, they can't be, they all claim different things and they can't possibly all be true. And so that leads us to the next question, obviously in the kind of progression here, is Jesus the only way? Is Jesus the only way to get to God? to know God, to be with God, however you want to uh, ask the question or think about it. And let's just start off by admitting that Jesus Christ is the biggest difference between uh, Christianity and then every other religion in the world. Uh, they can really be divided into two completely different camps. Uh, you've got all of the religions of the world who are trying to find their way to God, and then you've got Christianity, which is Jesus Christ as God. Jesus, uh, God in Jesus, he came down uh, to be with us. It's a completely different way of looking at things. Um, obviously, this can be a very hot, tough, hot button topic in our society. Uh, many believe that uh, Christianity is okay, uh, many people believe Christianity is acceptable, but exclusive? Wait a second. I mean, the exclusive claims of Christianity is just too much uh, for so many people. And it turns people off, it, it offends people, it makes people resistant to listening, uh, to learn more about Christianity. But you know what? Jesus' claims were offensive when he was walking the earth. Uh, so there's nothing new to the reaction of people. Uh, you know, what did they want to do to Jesus uh, when he was here? And, and why did they want to do it? Uh, most people believe that, uh, if, you know, if you're nice to your neighbor, if you, whatever, go to church maybe, if you take your wife shopping, do something nice for your family, if you just try to keep being better and better, you know, with the goal uh, of being good enough for God, then, hey, you're uh, a religious person and you are kind of making your way up that mountain that we talked about last episode, uh, of finding God, of making it to heaven, earning your way, uh, however you say it, but working our way up like this ladder or the staircase is the image that a lot of people have in mind. Because uh, in so many aspects of life and so many other parts of the world, it does work like that. Uh, if I, let's say I'm a student, if I do all my homework every night, if I study before tests, uh, if I try my best, I don't miss school, I don't skip school, uh, I'm probably going to pass. I'm probably even gonna make you know A's, maybe A's and B's. Whereas if I put in little effort, if I never do my homework, if I skip class, I don't study before my tests, probably gonna get a oh, bad grade, <laughs> whatever that might be. 
If you have a job, same thing. If you work hard, uh, you show up on time every day, you go above and beyond what the boss asks you to do, you're gonna move up the stairs, you're gonna get promoted, you're gonna be looked at as a exemplar employee. Versus if you don't go to work and don't call in, uh, if you don't do the work that is assigned to you, uh, you're probably gonna be out the door soon. Same in relationships with people. Uh, if my next door neighbor comes to me and says, hey, I'm gonna be gone for a week, can you pick up the paper out of my driveway, you know, check the mail, uh, roll the trash can out to the street, and I do it, well, uh, next month when I go on vacation and I go over to him and say, hey, I'm gonna be gone, can you get my paper? Well, he's more likely to say, yeah, absolutely. You scratch your back, uh, I'll scratch your back, you scratch mine. Uh, and that's how the world works. And so it seems intuitive to us. And so it seems like it might work with the big stuff too, like with God. Uh, if we work really hard, if we try really hard to be a better person, to be nice to other people, we can climb these stairs and finally make our way to heaven, make our way to God. Uh, unfortunately, Jesus says it's just not the, the case. In John chapter four, verse six, Jesus said, I am the way and the truth and the life. Now here it is. No one comes to the Father except through me. Many people uh, guess that Christianity is just one of many religions in the world. And uh, as if they get to just kind of pick and choose like it's a cafeteria style meal. Uh, the fact, however, is that Christianity is radically different than any other religion in the world. We don't work our way to God. We don't climb stairs to God. As a matter of fact, uh, the stairs, as Christianity teaches it, have been completely blown away because Christ has come down to us. He came to where we are and he joined us in our world where we are. We don't have to climb stairs anymore. <clears throat> and this is the radical difference. Again, every religion in the world, and it seems intuitive, humans, mere mortals, have to ascend and have to find their way to God. There's no religion in the world that would uh, make up a, a concept uh, where Almighty God, where the creator of the universe comes down and makes himself mortal and finite and, and human uh, to be with his creatures, uh, except Christianity. It's the only, only worldview that makes that claim. And it's radically, radically different. God has come to us in Jesus Christ. He has come to us in the flesh to save us. And that's what makes the gospel radically different. And uh, we believe uh, the historical churches, whether you think about Lutherans or Catholics, or I shouldn't start a name on them, but Greek Orthodox, all, many, many churches uh, that believe even in communion, uh, Jesus Christ is still coming to us in his real presence, in this real world that we live in as a great reminder and remembrance of me, uh, a great reminder that he is always with us now. And so it's radically different from us trying to 
find God, uh, ascend to heaven, uh, be good enough to be accepted by God uh, versus God comes to save us. He literally comes down in the flesh to save us. So it all really boils down <clears throat> to is Jesus really the only way to who Jesus is? What did Jesus do? Well, Jesus is God. And what he did was come to join us in our world because he wants to bring us back to God, to the Father. So Christianity knows that the world is not perfect. The world is broken and there is much suffering. But Christ has come to join us and to deal with our biggest problem. And our distance from God, our estrangement from God, that's our biggest problem. And that's the reality uh, of God's plan. Jesus bridges the gap for us. Uh, he makes people right with the Creator again. Uh, and how does this apply to our assurance of salvation? And uh, you might ask questions like, why are you listening to a, a, a devotional talk today? Is it to win points with God? Um, do you know someone who, who is trying to climb this ladder uh, to be right with God? Well, remember what uh, Jesus said in John 8, chap chapter 8, uh, verse 58. He said, so Jesus said, I am. I am using that Old Testament name for, for God. Um, right after he said that in the next verse, so they picked up stones to throw at him. Right? They, they did not accept that Jesus was God. When he was here in the flesh, uh, doing his ministry and teaching and doing miracles, <clears throat> many people believed, many people rejected. It was just too uh, wildly fanciful, uh, just a an amazing claim that he was making uh, when he said, I am, that he is God. And it offended him. Now, here's the reality. Um, a lot of people want to think of Jesus as a, a good teacher, as a moral authority, uh, example for us, um, and just kind of leave it at that. A peaceful person. The Bible doesn't give us that option. Uh, Jesus made some extraordinary claims uh, that he's God, that he is the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through him. Uh, these are extraordinary claims. And for a human, Jesus and his human flesh, right? So for a person to make those claims, uh, some theologians, uh, before my time even, uh, have, have summed it up this way. For a person to make those claims, only one of three options are possible. Either that person is a liar, or the person is a lunatic, or that person is the Lord. <laughs> it's actually true. And uh, C.S. Lewis gets a lot of credit for that statement uh, from his book, Mere Christianity. He said the claims that Jesus made, they boil down to he's either he's uh, a liar, a lunatic, or the Lord. Uh, that's where that fa famous phrase came from, but actually originated before that from John Duncan in 1860, who said, Christ either deceived mankind by conscience, uh, fraud, in other words, it was a liar, or he himself was uh, deluded and self-deceived, so it would be a lunatic, or he was divine. <laughs> it's the only possible explanations. 
there's just no way, uh, there's no room for the idea that he was just a good man or he was a great teacher or simply a peaceful example for us. The Bible does not give us those options. So to make the claims that Jesus made, liar, lunatic, or Lord. And then in Matthew 8, 27, it says, and the men marveled saying, what sort of man is this that even winds and sea obey him? Uh, now here's a real key thing. When Jesus was walking the earth, he did God stuff. <laughs> real theological phrase there in it. He did God stuff. I mean, he did things only God can do. Healing, forgiving sins, and controlling the weather. I mean, it's amazing. But how did the religious leaders react to Jesus? Nobody in Jesus' time, even his enemies, nobody claims that Jesus did not do miracles. Right? There's nobody walking around saying, well, he didn't heal that blind man. He's a fake. Nobody says that, even his enemies. They all acknowledge that he heals, he claims to forgive sins, that he, he can apparently control the weather. The issue of debate here is what that means. What does it mean that Jesus is doing these things? Well, for the people in power and had different agendas and different goals, it was threatening uh, to their way of life and kind of the order they've established for themselves for their own privilege and benefit. Uh, <clears throat> for many other people, though, it was a clear sign. Jesus is doing God stuff here. He, he must be God. Who else can do these things? So uh, the religious leaders, though, they... They didn't want any part of it. They didn't want Jesus disrupting everything. Uh, they didn't want him blowing up their system of uh, climbing up to God. They were a big part of that process of helping people up the ladder. And so they rejected him, uh, they crucified him, and they killed him. Now, accepting that Jesus is indeed divine, that he's Lord, um, within Christianity, I'll just speak uh, briefly about uh, this. Uh, obviously, over the centuries, uh, since Christ uh, died and rose again, uh, many people have uh, emphasized different things in the scriptures, different Bible verses over others, uh, have come to different conclusions about different things. I, I call them more peripheral issues, doctrinal issues. There's been major uh, debates, of course, but I just kind of want to talk about kind of the, the main, you know, Christian denominations that are out there. And I think it's, I think it's sad that there are multiple, you know, so many denominations that were divided in so many ways. Uh, I don't, don't think that's the, the goal or the vision even that God has for us. Uh, I, I, but I do believe God works through all things for good. Uh, so even something bad like uh, divided churches, God works through that to bring about good. Even though it's not what he wants, um, he can still bring about good. So I think about 
<clears throat> the church is the body of Christ on earth, and we are, we're all members of this same body. And as I look at the different denominations, I see different strengths that uh, they bring to the table. Uh, one denomination might be really good at evangelism, at sharing the gospel and uh, inviting people to church and just being so focused on that and good at it. Uh, another denomination might be really good at serving the poor and having charities and orphanages, uh, missions you know, overseas. Um, and while we all try to do all of these things, again, I think maybe some have just focused so much on it and uh, they're so good at it. Uh, you know, they help overall the world, you know, the, the, all of Christendom and the world. So what I would say for the Lutheran Christians and our uh, traditions, I think what we really bring to the body of Christ is the heartbeat um, that we're saved by grace through faith in Christ alone. It's the simple gospel message as clearly as it can be said. And so when we talk about is Jesus the only way, um, you know, the Lutheran Christian voice uh, in, in the greater church body is that, uh, yes, Jesus is the only way. And that's such good news uh, that we have to share it. Uh, that God has saved us by grace. It's a gift to us. And it's nothing we can achieve or should try to achieve. Because um, if we try to achieve righteousness, holiness, heaven, being to God, if we try to achieve that on our own, it's only going to end in failure. And that's either going to lead to dismay, loss of hope, uh, crisis of faith, or it'll lead to pride. If we think we're actually doing better than we actually are, right? Oh, look at me. I'm doing so great. I'm really getting close to God and I'm really helping so many people and I'm just holy. Uh, that's prideful. And that's not the way, you know, you're not right with God because of what you do. Uh, you're right with God because of what Jesus has done. And so that's what I believe uh, the Lutheran Christian uh, church body, uh, family, uh, brings to, to the faith. Um, if you're interested in uh, the, just kind of the different denominations, you can kind of pause and look at this map. This is... Uh, the main denominations in the United States. And you can see a swath of green across the Southeast. And that is where Baptists are very prominent. And if you look in the North Central, so you think, think Minnesota, Wisconsin, uh, blue, guess what that is? Lutherans, yep. Vast Lutheran majorities up there. And you see that red band uh, across the central there between the blue and the green, that's the Methodists. Uh, they've got just, <clears throat> and these are historically where different Europeans have settled and, uh, and their you know, tribe, if you will, of Christianity has flourished, kind of where they've, where they've grown and multiplied over the centuries. And out west, purple there, you got the Latter-day Saints. Uh, we'll get into that. And then some light blues, uh, scattered in the Northeast, especially Boston, uh, the Roman Catholic Church, uh, really, really strong. And then uh, this slide talks just a little bit about the differences between the main denominations of uh, whether that's, you know, Scripture, the Church, Jesus, obviously. <laughs> uh, and we're all basically united on Jesus, true God, true man, and he came to save us from our sins. 
<clears throat> All right, is Jesus the only way? Well, First uh, Corinthians fifteen fourteen, Paul writes this so clearly. If Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain, and so is your faith. Vain means empty. It means useless. In other words, our entire faith, our belief, our church, our way of life, everything, it rests on this one thing, the resurrection. If you want to know if Jesus really is God, there's no bigger God stuff than raising the dead. Only the author of life has power over death. So the resurrection is the key to the Christian faith. The resurrection vindicated Jesus as the Son of God, the one who forgives sins. Now, let's get to uh, the little bit of the complaints, the resistance, the people who are offended. Because some people say that it would be unloving for God to provide only one way. But it would really be unloving of God to walk away and not care. It's very similar to falling overboard from a ship and one of the crew throws a life ring to you floating in the water and you look at the life ring and you say, how unloving. He's only providing me one way to be saved. Hmm. Now, if he really loved me, he'd have thrown the life ring and he'd lower the life raft and they'd maybe throw a rescue swimmer into the water and the helicopter would come and then they had plenty of options to choose from. That's just silly, isn't it? And part of it has to do with, I'm going to say American, but it's a Western philosophy, right? Just kind of this Western world that we live in, this worldview that we have that, that we deserve. <laughs> we just have this worldview that we deserve so much. Um, that as if God owes us something. As if God owes us anything. Uh, we've done nothing but ruin his creation, offend his other children, hurt his other children. Uh, what, what, what do we really deserve? Uh, so it is so loving. It is so gracious that God provides a way. And it is a sure and certain way. We can have no doubts because God is doing the work himself. It doesn't depend on my knowledge, cognitive ability, how much I understand about God or Jesus. It doesn't depend on my emotions. If I'm, if I, was I excited enough? Did I mean it enough? It depends wholly and utterly on God and his work in Jesus Christ to come down and to save us from our sins, to rescue us, to pull us out of the pit of our own destruction and despair. Is Jesus the only way? Yes. Is Christianity arrogant? We're not about that. We're, we're not interested in being arrogant. Uh, we're not interested in proving you know, everybody wrong. Uh, that's not our goal. Uh, we are simply trying to be faithful to Jesus Christ and his word. Uh, it, it's a radical message. It is. And it blows away every system uh, up to God that the world has created, philosophies, religions have created. Uh, we completely blow that up and say, that's impossible. You're never going to get to God that way. 
There's just simply receiving what God has done. And that's it. That's all there is. That's the gospel, the good news, uh, what God has done for us in Christ. So if uh, one rejects Jesus and they try to make their own way, all you're left with are stairs uh, and it won't work. No stairway will ever reach heaven. He's too high above us. He's too holy. Uh, there's no stairway to heaven despite what song you may have heard. Christ is the only way. Thanks for joining us. God bless you.